0: Behind the scenes, oh, what's happening? Oh my beautiful millennials. This is the Zero for Hire podcast for Friday, October 27th, and I just got the little notification that I'm on low battery, so who knows where this is gonna go or how far? 15 minutes maybe? I don't know. Um to start today. I'm I'm coming from Twitter because there's a lot of stuff happening. And um, I've saved things on my Twitter for it. So while that's going on, yeah, that's that's plan. Um, <clears throat> I want to comment on a couple of stories that I've seen. Some, so I I just retweet stories and and memes and stuff. So you know, you never know what I'm gonna say based on what I do. Okay, have y'all heard about the girl who? She had that TikTok where she was talking about how hard it is to work 9 to 5. It's been all over. It's a viral clip. Um, Little blonde girl, she's talking about how how shocked and upset she is at at the fact that she gets up at 6.15 in the morning. And she goes to work all day. And then she comes home at 7. And she's exhausted and has to do it all over again the next day. Bro, I'm not even going to clown on this girl. I know a lot of y'all have this. I know a lot of you have this. Now, in her in her situation, she went to college, and she got the a job in her field, and she's grateful for it. You know, she Business Insider did an article, and then she did a response as a video, and I commend her for fighting back and for being, you know, having some gusto to get up and fight back against this because that was kind of wrong for Business Insider to say you know, whatever they, I didn't even read their article, but, but they, they did this little media trick and the media does this all the time is they say, we're going to write an article on you. Uh, Would you like to respond to comments? And then they don't give you time to respond. Like they don't even give you a day to respond. So she posted it on, on Twitter on X and it's going, it's going around. So she's getting her side of the story out there. And the one thing that she said is. She had to move. She had to relocate for her job that she went to college for. She has to ride a train for two hours. So her commute to work is two hours. Let me tell you, my commute to my day job during the season is an hour. Like, it's usually like an hour and a half at the most. Um, that's a lot. I don't like driving an hour. I don't like getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning so that I can drive an hour, so that I can be there an hour early, so I can have time to set up so that I can do my job. And that's what it is. Every day. So this girl, how old is she? In her her low 20s or whatever. For a bunch of grown men to just want to, like, dunk on her publicly, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourselves. You ought to have some sort of empathy uh, for another person. Because I as a grown man, I don't like getting up at five o'clock in the morning to drive an hour, to set up for an hour, so I can do my job to tear down, to drive back after I'm done. It's exhausting. I get it. And I'm driving for an hour. She's doing it for two hours. So maybe she don't have the same setup and tear down like I do. But the two hours before you get even get to your work, yeah, that's that's a little bit on you. Now there's some blessing there with you if you if you value like time to listen to podcasts and go through the news and stuff like that i do value those things and i suppose that if i was on a train i'm not actively driving so i would get to indulge a little bit of that but still she makes another point that's very very important point to make she says she went through high school and she went through her grad school remotely because of covid i don't think y'all realize how much time has been since covid it is 2023, about to be 2024. That's four years, bro. So she spent the last four years of her formative years in lockdown. Saying like, she's not used to being anywhere that long. 9 to 5. Total empathy. So she 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 doesn't get up. She leaves her house. So she gets up at 6.15 in the morning. Travels two hours. Does her job. Travels home two hours. She's trying to get used to it, bro. Like, I've had these jobs where I'm on my feet all day long. You know, it's an eight-hour shift. Sometimes it'd be, it wouldn't even be an eight-hour shift. I think my, my last job, it was a six-hour shift, but I was on my feet for six hours. That's not the worst thing in the world, but we don't need to judge everything about whether or not it's the worst thing in the world. Oh, I work 10 hours. I work 12 hours. Freaking whoop de doo whoop like freaking like, good for you that's not saying that you want everybody in the world to have to work 10, 12 hours. That's just saying you can do that. And I'm sure you don't look forward to it. So don't be like that. Um, that's not right. So you travel, you know, I'm on my feet for six hours. And when I started the job, I was like, man, it's going to take me some time to get used to this because standing up all day long, you know, the job before that, I think I worked somewhere between nine to 10 hours no, no formal 15 minute break. I would take a lunch. And so nine hours, 10 hours, however long I was there, half hour lunch. That's it. You know, and I'm not sitting down for a half hour. You have to go get food. Maybe if you bring it, you have to warm it up. So you sit down for 15 minutes, basically. Um, every day on your schedule. Now, they were really good to me about my scheduling because I needed a a certain day off, so my schedule was really set and everything. But still, standing up for 9 hours a day, 10 hours a day, that takes some getting used to. And I'm a grown man who's used to doing hard work. Like, the only reason I don't roof anymore is because I'm getting older. I'm too old and too big, honestly. Like, I'm over 200 pounds. I can't be doing, I can't be up on a roof. I mean, I can. If I have to, but that's not my first choice. I'm not choosing to put myself in that position. That's something you do out of desperation. No doubt. So for her to be upset, you know, she's coming out of high school, bro. She's used to hanging out with her friends. She's still kind of a kid, a teenager or whatever, like her early adulthood, and y'all are y'all are ragging on this girl. Yeah, something's wrong with our society. We got to do better. Now, that's all I'm going to say on that. I reposted on my on my Twitter. Her response so you can see that. Um and then I'm gonna I wanna pull up a couple other things that I got some commentary about. Here comes my neighbor. He don't know that I'm streaming. Give me a second. I'm streaming, bro. She needs uh, girly things. Knock on the door, ask talk to my wife. She wants me to go get some. She has a certain time soon. Okay. I mean, just for now, knock on the door, talk to my wife, and then when I'm done streaming, I'll... Knock on the door. I'm streaming, bro, like, like to the world. I can't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that that was personal. I hope y'all didn't hear that, because I can't cut it out of a stream. I came out in the car because it's like, I don't have the kids and stuff. So, anyways, um... There's another clip going around right now. It is... A, uh, what's it called? A South Park episode where they're making fun of Disney and how Kathleen Kennedy keeps making poor d- decisions. But it's funny because it's kind of an old subject, right? Like, we've been talking about this for a long time. Disney's... And, it, and, and in, the, in the clip that I, I reposted, because uh, he's like, and the stock keeps going down, down, down. <laughs> so there's like this episode that is... Absolutely hilarious um, from what I've seen from the clips. I normally don't suggest South Park because it can be a little bit crude, but that clip is going around. I think that's pretty funny. Now, um, moving on, Christians, we have new representation in the Speaker of the House. I've talked about this quite a bit online. I've made some posts. I've made some statements. There's a 45-minute interview of Mike Speaker Mike Johnson with Sean Hannity. Now, a lot of y'all might immediately turn off because it's politics, and even more of you will immediately turn off because you hate Republicans. That's not my problem. Look, I would rather have a Christian in the White House or a Christian as Speaker of the House in Congress or, or in, in Senate or any of these positions than the people we have now, than anybody else. So... It don't necessarily have to be my brand of Christianity. Bro, if it was Paula White, I'd be like, cool. We got a Christian and Speaker of the House. I don't know if Paula White would do a good job. I'm just saying, like, I don't even know who this dude is. I don't know anything about him. I've never, I don't pay attention to congressmen and, hang on one second. now ah go back. No, no, no. Just because I'm streaming don't mean I'm going to get some peace to do it. Um I don't care if if it's because you don't like a particular political party. Like I said, if it was if it was Paul White, I I'd be like cool. If it was uh who's a who's a uh, like a democrat Christian, you know, like it don't matter. Like it is not Nancy Pelosi is what I'm saying. Like it's not these like evil corrupt politicians that we keep complaining about. Now we have a solution, a step in the right direction, and I'm hearing very few people in our Christian community, speaking about now, granted, maybe they haven't had time. I, I was, I got up yesterday. I was looking in the um, trending section, but it seems like there's a, a, a contingency of Christians that are caught in the, between a, a rock and a hard spot because, like, they have to vie for this particular political party. You can never say when the other side is doing good, and like that's got to stop when it's when it comes to Christianity. Like we say, I'm not left or right. I'm about the kingdom. Well, this is one of those moments to be about the kingdom. So I would say, like, go back. Look at some old interviews of Mike Johnson. Listen to what he's saying now. Stop. Don't look at what the atheist organizations are posting on Twitter because obviously they hate God. Obviously they're going to post crazy stuff about Mike Johnson and try to frame him under these political ways. And we can have some things that we disagree on. That's fine. But Christians everywhere should be celebrating that we have a Christian speaker of the house who is open and, and, and about the Bible, you know, brings, brings prayer. I'm not, I'm not so gung ho about like public prayer, but like, I get it, you know, but the man, he, he's he comes out and he says, God has put all of us in positions of authority. You know, he's acknowledging that He's having this. This is the same thing that people said about uh, Trump and during the election between Trump and Biden. They were like, well, God dictates authority and blah, blah, blah. It's the same standard you were using before. You should be using it now. You know what I mean? Like you have to use the same standard. Please remain consistent. So I watched that video. He didn't say nothing crazy. and, And people on Twitter are like, it's an outrage. You know, don't fall for the hype. Please don't do it. Don't fall for the hype. Go and look for yourself. Like, I don't know nothing about Mike Johnson. I have to go back and look and see what he's talking about. All I know is that there's like a bunch of atheist sites blowing up on the trending page saying, this guy wants to take us back to the 50s and he's evil and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, what does this guy say? The same thing I did with I was looking into Trump. What is the guy saying? Y'all making all this noise. You're making him famous. So what's the issue? So I go looking what he's talking about. Bro, he's saying like basic Christian stuff. Real real basic Christian stuff. God puts people in places, positions of authority. What's, what's weird about that? The sovereignty of God. Like if you hate God, I can see that being a problem. But that's that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with right now online. So I, please don't don't um fall for it. Side note, I wonder if I could do something with these little borders where I could make it like a vertical thing instead of a horizontal thing. I don't know too much. I'm using Restream. So, if you have any knowledge about how I can make my restream uh, vertical and not horizontal, that would be appreciated. I don't know if I have to pay extra for that. I really prefer not to because this is not something that is part of my podcast. And my subscribers deserve more, uh, frankly. So, moving on. um, I posted this little link saying, Spotify just be doing stuff. And what I mean by that is spotify is implementing this thing where it's um they're changing their royalty structure where to to include a minimum song stream per requirement for payout so i can tell you right now i'm jumping through all these hoops to get my album released and um I need to check on that today and make sure I have, like, a release date or whatever. Just They keep sending it back to fix little stuff, so you know how it is trying to do it. Might as well not even have a release date. Plus, I'm really rebuilding everything, so it's kind of like... Uh, anyways, I digress. The minimum streams payout means I'm probably not going to get any more royalties from my streams. Because I don't, I don't have enough. Now, I know a lot of you guys will say, Well, that just means you need to grind harder and you need to work harder. And... Yes, that's partially true. But the issue is we keep doing these, and this is across multiple boards. We keep providing cover for corruption. You know, um, the record labels have Spotify at the throat. They got, that's Spotify. That's the music distribution system now. It's the, it's the music industry. It's just Spotify. And so if you, if you look at your Spotify royalties, if you're a musician, and you say, <clears throat> oh, I got 32 cents this month. You can't, you're not really happy about that. <clears throat> How much money, time, effort, and energy are you going to have to put into promoting your music in order to get some sort of responsible monetary gain? I mean, you have to compare the two. You can't just look at numbers on a piece of paper and say, like, oh, I got $400 this month. That's great. But did you have to do a month's worth of work to get $400? Because that's a week's paycheck on the low end for most Americans. Something ain't adding up. And so, if they're saying you have to achieve a minimum in order to get stream royalties, that means I can't rely on Spotify anymore. That means I, I mean, for the most part, I might as well pull my music from Spotify at this point. I don't like to take a defeatist attitude, but, like, I've already started working with Audiomack. I am a verified artist on AudioMac and all of my music so far, I believe all of my music is on Audio Mac and I can collect royalties from that. And so if people come to, as we're reworking websites and stuff, I want to include my music. I want to include links to these. I'm going to be talking about the songs as they are released. And Spotify don't have nothing to do with that. I don't want you to buy a subscription to Spotify to listen to my music so I can get, you know, a penny every 10 plays or whatever. I don't want that. I mean, the streaming thing is a reality. We all have to deal with it. Listen to my music on Spotify. Leave a comment on... Or Spotify. Listen to my music on Mac. And then leave a comment on Mac. And I'll leave comments back. And we can build our community around the songs. And I'm going to introduce you guys to these songs. They're older songs. You've likely heard them already. But, like, I want to try to do some new things. Because I'm not stressed out about my music. I have other ways to make my living. Spotify is making it worse for the music industry, and that's not, this This move is not good. Does it say here in the article, it says, um, the threshold which has not been announced or made clear, so we don't know what it is yet. We don't know what the threshold is going to be. Now, I think... They're shooting themselves in the foot, because if you've already seen the video about the dark side of Spotify, then you know that Spotify commissions musicians to create music that they, in in turn, put on their own playlists and displace existing artists from those playlists for music that they commission, and it's not even, like, good music. It's, like, weird AI-generated nonsense, Uh, random stems clipped together to sound like it's a uh, a violin solo and stuff. It's not... It's, it's some weird stuff that they've been doing, and people are just so like, well, whatever, it doesn't affect me. Well, it affects you now. Now, if you're trying to sell music on Spotify, you're going to have an even harder time, and it was already like laughable that someone would try to make a living off of their Spotify streams. You know what I mean? Not everybody can be famous. You know, I got a barrage of live streams because I was uh, fighting to get, my game going so let me talk to you guys about the live stream situation I'm streaming right now uh, one o'clock and I will try to stream anywhere from from one o'clock to three o'clock I'm not saying daily because I don't know if I can commit to daily but during this season during the month of November you can you can expect to see me here at least two to three times a week so right now I'm streaming on X and kick I'm not sure if it's if this is the best format. I'm hoping that it works this way, but Kick definitely is gonna stay because then later on I will be streaming games on Kick later in the day. So that is gonna be pretty sporadic, but that's usually later at night, about nine o'clock, if I'm not streaming with 520 Collective uh, because we have like a little gaming community. Of people that we get together, we like to play games and stuff. Uh, we enjoy each other's company and uh, getting some hardware and stuff so I can stream that. But I also have other games that I wanna play with them and with you. Um, if you play Fortnite or if you play the My Hero Academia Rumble, jump in. We'll have some fun. We'll chat about the issues if you want. We can have a good time. Uh, gaming has been a part of my life for the last few years. I just haven't really shared it publicly because I didn't really have the opportunity. I couldn't really commit to anything. And like I said, I'm in a sort of a unique position right now. At least I'll try it out for a month. I would love to be affiliated by then. So if you follow me over on kick, zeroforhire.com, or kick.com slash zeroforhire, um, that will help me get closer to affiliate. And if you're into streaming, if you actually play those games and you want to join and watch and, you know, we, we can have a good time. It's not just video games. There's other things I would like to do for those streams, but... Uh, These more serious things. I have to be myself. I have to be who I am. And yes, I'm a game streamer But like uh, a friend of mine, uh, Joe He says to me last night. He says can you imagine Ben Shapiro? Sitting up there playing Among Us or Minecraft or something like it would be weird because that's not him And that's not what he does and you guys know me. I said that I'm not going to be overtly overly not overtly. I'm not going to be overly political. I'm not going to be like rah-rah Trump or anything because the FBI will arrest me if I do that. Um, They they want to mark Trump supporters as extremists. So what I have to do is kind of focus on the kingdom, focus on the things that are important to me. Christianity and this world of Christianity is important. I am at 5% battery life. So let me say this before I go. If I die, if my stream just dies... Go to zeroforhire.substack.com. We will get all the links together on a a concise, like, zeroforhire.com very soon. Uh, That's not happened yet. Still working on it. But I'm on Substack, zero for hire, and I'll have the audio version posted later today if I get cut out, okay? So I just want to put that out there. Also, your subscriptions help me to engage in a lot of activities and, and things for the show that I normally wouldn't be able to do. So, yeah, and so we're going to be doing that with streaming, um, not so much the other things that we've tried. I, 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 I've i got goals for that. So, kick.com and um, substack.com, those are my things. I, I got all these things floating around. I need it all concise, consolidated into one website, zeroforhire.com. I bought the domain name. We just need to plug it in, and I don't really know what I'm doing, so I haven't had a lot of time to do it. We'll get it done this week. I promise you it'll be done by Monday. How about that? Okay, so that brings me to the last issue, and I'm probably going to get cut off, and that's fine. Um, I got the five crazy Christian culture stories of October 2023 coming up, and I don't necessarily have the list completed, still trying to figure that part out, but I do know that... uh, Uh, Rapzilla, the number one Christian rap website in the world, uh, definitely wanted to make sure that they could be on that list, and, and they caught my attention when they put out an article, and I'm trying to find, good googly moogly, I post a lot of stuff, I don't have it here, wow, maybe I didn't repost it, yeah, it's it's on the 520 thing we repost, I didn't post it on mine, because whatever, no, but you guys, you did you did make the list this, this month, uh, they, they post an article to the tune of something like Christian hip hop is woke. Why aren't evangelicals or something like that? And it seems to be making an assertion that wokeness, uh, as they define it in the article, is, is integral to the gospel and that social justice is integral to the gospel. And they make some arguments and they make some points and um, they, they make a lot of points about blackness in the article like like if you're black you have the like, black blackness doesn't mean like black skin when they say it um, also they capitalize it every time they say black but they don't capitalize white or anything else when they do they go out of their way it's like a little um, passive aggressive thing I guess um, but the, this capital B blackness that they that they keep referring to is an attitude a lifestyle a way of thought um, personally I take that as fighting words don't tell me how to be black there's not even a black guy that wrote the article by the way so you know he's regurgitating or, or you know thinking for I don't know if he's thinking for himself or he's got permission to talk this way whatever but like it's it one of the underlining ideas is that blackness has a certain thing to it and if you don't fit that then you're not black that's not necessarily what the article about is about but it's built on that foundation for sure and he quotes a lot of things that certain Christian rappers say about blackness and um, basically if you disagree with their assertion of what blackness is as it's presented in this article as a form of social justice then you're racist and you're doing something wrong and then they list some some biblical scholars and some uh, biblical celebrity pastors and stuff like that like Vodi Bakum. like who goes against Bo- Vodi Bakum on a such a, a Minute issue, but they're trying to make a big deal about it and they go against Vodi Bakum. And um, they're demanding a response from you know, why aren't evangelicals responding to these critiques that CHH has had? And it's like, dude, you got to remember, like, most people in the world haven't heard of Christian rap, and if they heard of it, it was probably in a joke or something. Like, you're a very, very small fish, you know what I mean? Like, there are rappers in America that are making money. On big stages that are very not not very well known, and they don't know who you are. So, I mean, that's not. I'm not excusing Vody Bakum. He definitely knows who a lot of these people are, but it's like, he doesn't follow your career. Um, and he's not following your rap. These rappers' careers, like, and this is like all of us Christian rappers are in the same circle. This is a message to all Christian rappers. Like, people don't follow your career like that. Like, you're not that important. Um, Even to other Christian rappers, even to other fans of Christian rap, like we don't comb through all of your lyrics fanatically um, looking for meanings and messages of, you know, what you think. Like if we tune in, it's because we tune in. But like for everyone who tunes in to see one of my videos or stream or something, you're doing it to the exclusion of another artist and time is finite. People don't have time. And so when you're a pastor, especially of the caliber of like a John MacArthur or Vody Bauckham or stuff, you don't have time to concern yourself with the arguments of musicians um, when you've already written a book on the issue asserting why they're wrong. You see you see what I mean? Like, So that comes across a certain way. I'm going to talk more about this article uh with some other my, with more of my colleagues and we're gonna try to take a more nuanced approach um and we're gonna try to be more reasonable i figured here on my stream on my ex Twi- and whatever like like i, I could just be honest with you guys like i'm gen i'm seriously offended um because we're supposed to put off our flesh you know there's neither jew nor gentile there's n- you know, nor man or woman, Jew or Gentile, like your race and gender and whatever your intersection is like that stuff is gone when you become a creature of, or when you become a a follower of Christ, you're a new creature. And so like this obsession with hanging on to your race or your gender or your sexuality or whatever your intersection is like, it's childish and foolish all at the same time. And it's, it's a hindrance, especially to people who are new to the faith. And now they're looking for ways to grow closer to God. And then here you are uh, akin to a Judaizer in Galatians, you know, telling people that they have to be a certain kind of black or they have to think about blackness a certain way in order to, you know, honor social justice. Just, there's too much. It's a, it's too much, guys. Um, one of my favorite passages is in Luke where the disciples see guys casting out demons and healing people healing the sick and but they they told them to stop because these guys weren't weren't rolling with jesus and the disciple like they weren't a part of their group and jesus like nobody can no don't stop them don't stop them they can't speak well of me and then do all these things they can't speak evil of me and do all these things like not everybody's gonna do it your way but like you guys, a lot of the people in the article, especially, you guys just went from Calvinism saying, like, if you don't think like me, the Calvinist, you can't be a a Christian. You just went from that to saying, if you don't see social justice and and, and agree with social justice, then you're, you can't be a Christian. You're actually a racist. And it's like, these these are all things that have been discussed in great detail and really parsed out for a lot of us who would look for issues, you know? Like, For one example um there's there's an example of a guy who feels uncomfortable in white evangelical circles and it's like if you're successful build your own thing go have your own circle you know if if you want to base it on race and this is just as a big if if you want race to be that big of a deal okay go get your own distribution build your own label Do your own war. Build your own thing. Like, this is Malcolm X basic 101 stuff. Do your own thing. Have the dignity not to keep coming, you know, hat in hand to the white man. Ask with your hands out. Like, you can't bite the hand that feeds you and then expect it to keep feeding you. And you can't force people to respect you. So the best thing you can do is have some dignity and go build your own thing in your own way. And stop relying on the white evangelical ...to do it for you. But that doesn't seem to be good enough, you know? Like, this This is why I think I don't think that people with these arguments are, are serious people. or they're very, At the very least, they're not serious arguments, you know? Because it's easy to think through. But also, that's the solution. And, and you can't have your perpetual grievance if you come up with a solution like that, right? You can't just do your own thing and have your own circle, which Christian hip-hop largely has done for a very long time uh, with the help of white evangelical circles... But you but you got to have your perpetual grievance and without your grievance Then people don't have a reason to pay attention to you apparently because I guess the music's not really doing it I don't know what your issue is Like if you're not getting enough attention from the music and you need grievance in order to get more attention Then there's like a more like a deep cry for help than anything. I'm at like 1% battery life 2% (laughs) 2% so I should wrap it up um so yeah, let's just say like if you if you could take that Malcolm X approach, and, and this just you know underlines what Booker T Washington talks about these perpetual grievance grifters that just have to have that in order to remain relevant. It's it's not a, it's not that super important. Um, there's a difference between social justice and justice, you know, and it seems like they're uh, theologically at odds. You can't say that Christians have to be buying into social justice because. There's already justice. Like, we have biblical justice. It's based on the individual. It's not based on class, race, gender, any other intersectionality. It's not based on those things. Justice is not based on those things. Neither is compassion or mercy. It's on an individual basis. You can't expect people to have blanket opinions while simultaneously expecting people not to have blanket opinions. You know? And that's another art thing. You can't say, you're making this into an us-versus-them narrative... And then go and make it into an us versus them. there. Like These are inconsistencies in the arguments that need to be addressed. And I I look forward to doing so. And then um, I look forward to uh, gently reporting on this in the crazy Christian culture stories of 2023 coming up on November 1st. Um, Look out for that on YouTube on the 520 Collective channel. So that's most of what I got to say. If I think of anything else, apparently it's going to be on audio here. I should just wrap this all up. Um... I felt like there was something else on the tip of my tongue that I wanted to say about the whole, like, racial grievance thing, and I can't, I can't, I can't come to it, and that's, that's not a place I want to be, I would rather be, um, oh, oh, yeah, one more point, one more point, and if this doesn't die, then I'm sorry, if it dies, I'm sorry, so, I'm a creationist, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, Darwinian evolutionist, I don't believe in Darwinian evolution, I believe in creation, and so we, we have, we take the Ken Ham approach from master books. And in that, in that approach, uh, the argument is made from creationist scientists that humans are just humans. We're all the same species. Um, there's no such thing as race. And so to, to kind of hinge most of your arguments and, and your perspectives and your existence and your, your identity on race, you're kind of hinging on a phantom concept. There is no race. Uh, there's culture, and that is important, but, you know, the differences between us are largely the differences between a tuxedo-style fur on a cat and calico fur on a cat, or a long-hair and a short-hair cat. They're all house cats. They're all domesticated house cats. They're all going to breed and interbreed and whatever, and it's it's the same thing. You're, you're going to get a cat, and that's the same thing with people. You're going to breed and interbreed, biologically speaking, and you're going to get a cat. Um, I don't have a problem living among white people or black people uh, because I, my identity isn't in that. My identity is in Christ. And so I would suggest that most people take that approach. My identity is in Christ. Are there going to be reasons? Are people going to use your race as a reason to mistreat you? Yeah, probably. Um, but my identity is in Christ and my trust is in God. So either God is sovereign or he's not. You know, Either God is in control or he's not. Either God warned us that we're going to face these types of hardships Or he did it you know what I mean like you can't force people to think a certain way this is what CS Lewis talks about at the very beginning of mere Christianity is trying to change a human heart trying to force people to think a certain way Uh, long long before you know Robin DiAngelo and (laughs) Steve Rogers and all these other like black thinkers in the CRT movement were writing their little books we had people who actually Worked out a lot of this stuff, and I suggest you go back and read some of them. Not just C.S. Lewis, but Booker T. Um, and you know, uh, what's the guy? It's Thomas Soul. You know, uh, good, good writers. Anyways, I'm rambling. I need to go. I would love to go until three o'clock, but obviously my battery life isn't going to let me, and I have many other things to share with you, which I will not be doing tonight because I'm going on a camping trip. So I will see you guys here bright and early, one o'clock on Monday. And, um, we'll, we'll talk about some things then for everybody else. Go over to zero for hire, or well, huh, let me see, uh, substack.com slash zero for hire. subscribe. You won't miss a thing. I guarantee the new website's going to be up. You're going to love that. That's going to be awesome as well. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening and sitting with me. If you did and share with a friend, tell them to come in and you know, we'll do it again next week. I'll see you guys on Monday. Now I got to figure out how to stop this thing. How do I stop this thing? How do I stop it? I do this every... I can't see my screen because my battery's about to die. Goodness gracious. This is what I get for doing it on on uh, mobile. How do I stop... There we go. Nope, that's not it. This is the most, like, boomer thing I could possibly be doing. Remember when your parents were trying to Like, program the VC, uh, the the answering machine, and they'd be like, Rodney said, You're supposed to push the button. And yeah, leave me alone, woman. I know how to push the button. In stream, there it is. I found it. Okay, (laughs) I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay holy.